Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grab your Bibles if you would. First Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 13. Hallelujah. We're going to also grab Ezekiel chapter number 37. For the sake of time, we're going to forgo our confession of faith to jump right into verse Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse number 13. If you would stand to your feet with me, if you don't mind. For the reading of God's word. The word of God declares to us, for by one spirit, Notice the ground. One spirit. Somebody shout, there's only one. So by one spirit, we all, somebody shout all, were baptized into one body. Tell your neighbor that includes you. Whether it be Jews or Gentiles, whether it be bond or free, we have been all made to drink into somebody shout one. I'm going to read that again, and every time I get to the word one, I want you to count the ones in there. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether it be Jews or Gentiles, whether it be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into three ones. Three ones? Three times. Three ones. I shall give one. Three times by one spirit. Three times by one spirit. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Three times. God operates mightily in threes, but He comes to last one. Uh, so, so, yeah, yeah, to the, uh, jump over to Ezekiel, chapter number 37. Verse number 1 through 14 is very lengthy, but I'll read it pretty fast to get to it. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me into the spirit of the Lord. He sat me down in the midst of the valley, which was filled or full of dry bones. He caused me to pass by them and around about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, there were very dry. Tell you, baby, the thirsty. Has a different connotation in the hood. And then, hallelujah. Yeah. He <laughs> passed by, and they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord God, I don't know it. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I have caused breath to enter into you. You shall live. Tell you you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring upon flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. My child, you shall live. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank 
in our lives. We thank you, God, that graves have become glorious. And that dry bones are coming alive. That the dead, Lord God, has been arisen. That those, Lord God, who are walking dead, even with breath in their body, their spirit has been revitalized and has come to life now in this moment. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Smite shall amen. Amen. see the presence of the Lord. And, and, and he says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. One translation said, There was a sound. And behold, there was a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Jesus. Jesus. And the bones came together, watch this, as one. The day of Pentecost was more than you speaking in tongues. Because some of you speak in the spirit, but after that, you speak in the flesh. So the day of Pentecost was more than you just gathering in one place and you're lifting up a voice and a sound that sounds strange to your neighbor, the day of Pentecost was more about you coming together as And Sunday is the most divided day of the year where people are segregated one from another and then watch this after Sunday we're even more divided. So the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is to bring you back to the body of Christ to be together as Take your name we are one. Five bones came to life and said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou only knowest. And again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones. He said to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Then said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I cause breath to enter in your body, and for you to live again, and I shall lay sinews upon you, and I will bring upon you flesh, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. You shall live. Not only live, but you're going to live together as. So let's go into this thing, because if I had a time and a title to give it to you, it would be. There's a sign. Somebody shout, there's a sign. Hear this. Jesus did not come to fix you. He came to fill you. Jesus. Jesus came from heaven not to fix your behaviors and to give you a behavior modification. He didn't come to give you 12 steps and 12 step program. He didn't come to fix you. He came to fill you. Because watch this. If, if he came to fix your behavior, then the world will alter your behavior. Uh, it just takes one to push the right button. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that which he fixed will not be unfixed. So he didn't come to fix you, he came to fill you. Because he knows that if he can fill you with his Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit will not only cause your tongue to speak in tongues, but it'll also cause your tongue to be tamed. the Holy Ghost all over again because your mouth is giving you a whole lot of trouble. Ah. ba 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 Yeah. Okay, you bless me. Oh, so told ba 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 Yeah, yeah, but can you say kind words to me? 
speaking in tongues in church, but your conversation outside of church can go on up. And then watch this. We have a hard time in the body of Christ coming together as one because uh, we think we're so super spiritual because we got filled with the Holy Ghost, but you can't get along with your neighbor. You can't feel me. Somebody shall feel me. So what does the baptism of the Holy Spirit mean? Hopefully we can answer that question for you today. The next question I would have for you, who can have Baptism. Because see, your your teaching taught you that the Holy Spirit is only for some. The evidence is speaking to Just for some. It ain't for everybody. It's not for everybody. It's not going to speak in tongues. It's not for everybody. I I got one question for you. Do you believe your Bible? Yes. Don't say to do you believe your Bible? Yes. Do you believe your Bible is true? Yes. Do you believe there's any errors in your Bible? No. Okay, it's the inerrant word of God. So so if you believe your Bible, tell me this, do you believe God? Yes. Okay, okay. So all have been baptized. All have been baptized. Right? Uh, that was Paul and Apollos. Uh, Paul uh, was, uh, Apollos was heading off to Corinth and Apollos. And, and uh, Paul was headed to Ephesus. And, and when Paul ran across some disciples, they were in Ephesus. And when he ran across them, he asked them this strange question. He said, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Now, it, it dawned on me in that moment, why would he ask them? Because they were disciples, and disciples yet had to be believers. So they were a disciple of Christ. They believed in the teachings of, 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 of the Messiah. They believed in his teachings, the master. So, so they believed they were believers. Why shall they be believers? So he asked this question. He said, have you received the baptism of the Holy He said, we didn't even know that there was even baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he said, they said, well, we have this baptism. He said, which one is that? He said, we have the baptism of John. Nobody says, after you believe, they didn't be baptized. So they are believers because they got John's baptism. So they were believers. Are y'all with me so far? So they were baptized as believers. But they hadn't received or nor did they even hear about the ghost. He said, Paul said, watch this. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. What a baptism of repentance. You have repented of your sins. Now the word repentance is not to do a new turn or a 360, shall I say. It's a 180. Oh, I did a 360. Well, if you did a 360, you landed right back in the same direction. But it's not just, watch this, it's not even just the one area that you turn. Because you can turn about in the repentance of your sin and continue doing the same thing you were doing in this direction. Oh, I repent. I'm tired of fornicating. But I'm still fornicating. So repentance is not a U-turn, nor is it a 360. 
Repentance primarily is this. It is a changing of your mind and your thought. It is also the changing of your intentions. It, it, it's now the thing that I want to do, I used to do, I used to think it was okay. So when I repent, I no longer see it as okay, but it's wrong. Somebody shout it's wrong. It's wrong. I got to know that it's wrong because if I don't, then what happens is somebody will come along and convince me again that it's right. So when they come with these conniving, manipulative ways, they say, man, come on, it ain't bad God quit from the earth. He's pushing from the graves. God made woman and she's wild and we can have it. You know, it's very fish to see. They come down to the desert. He said, you fruit will multiply. Right? So, so they'll come and convince you what you said was wrong. We convince you that it's right. But repentance says, I now see that which was wrong as wrong. So now, my, even my very intentions are towards God that I now do it the way God said to do it. Despite how my flesh is. So he said to the he said to these disciples, he said, he said that you have this repentance, John's repentance, a baptism of repentance, but but here, here it is, you have to have this other baptism. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, John said this, John said that there's another coming that's far greater than him. That he can't even carry his joy. He said, I'm not even worthy to carry his sandals. He said, I'm coming to baptize you in water, but there's another that's coming to baptize you in fire. He said, ooh, we want that. Tell you that we want that. So the teaching taught you it was not for everybody. It, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for everybody who would receive. Because it's a promise and a gift from God. And with every promise, you have to receive it, and with every gift, you gotta go get it. So I, I want to pose this to you too, as we have this theological discourse and conversation. If if it's not for everybody, how did you determine that it's not for you? How did you derive at that place? Who beguiled you? Who would win you? Who ran amok upon you? Who told you that it's not for you? How did you derive to that place? Who led you to that spot? Oh, it's not for everybody. Who told you that? Tell you name I'm somebody. So if you're somebody, then it's for you. So, so, so we get stuck in that because we would think, oh, well, you know, maybe I have got it yet, so maybe it ain't for me. Maybe if God promised it to you, it's for you. If it's in His Word, it's for you. You just got to get out of your state of thinking. You got to erase and eradicate all that erroneous teaching that told you it's not for everybody. So, smile, shout, for everybody. So we're gonna cover that. Acts chapter number 19. Okay, we're gonna take an expository walk down the scriptures and we're gonna just 
lay some foundation. Amen. There was Acts 19, uh, verse number one, while Apollos was at Corinth. He, he was at Corinth. And while he was there, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. And there he found some disciples. Again, Jesus said, Peace be to you. And then it says in verse number two, and asked him, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. They didn't hear about it. They don't even know about it. So Paul did this. He asked them, what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Verse number four. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is Jesus. Verse number five. I'm going to need y'all to work with me up there. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse six. It says, when Paul placed his hand. Amen. Y'all got it? Verse six. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and watched prophesy. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. So, so here it is. The Holy Spirit will come to those who would receive it. Yeah. And this came by the laying, amen, of hands, and they received. They laid hands, Paul laid hands on you, and they received. So the, the Holy Spirit can come upon you in many fashions. In this fashion, Paul laid hands. We know on the day of Pentecost, which marks this day, they were all in the upper room. And while they were in the upper room, the Spirit of God came like a sound of a mighty rush of wind, and everybody in the house was filled. See, what, what the text doesn't include, it says, everybody in the house. Mary was in the house. So the women didn't feel. Come on. Oh, some trouble right here. <laughs> so the women got feel. And if the women got feel, they got feel for a purpose. And that purpose was more than just to speak in tongues. It was just the Hebrew word for the spirit is ruah. God breathed or God's spirit. Ruah Elohim, Ruah uh, Yeshua, Ruah. Uh, the, the, the Greek word in, 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 the, in the New Testament is pneuma. It's where we get pneumonia. Can't breathe. Pneuma, breathe. Pneumonia, can't breathe. Pneuma, breathe. Pneumonia, not feel. Pneuma, feel. And, and that's why. The word that is described, Numa, it is described as a testimony. So when you're filled with the Spirit of God, there's a testimony. So the women have been filled. Y'all have been filled to testify. So if I can testify to the kingdom of God, then surely a woman can stand there and testify Testify. I'm giving some religious this morning. 
when you're filled, it's a testimony. When you've been filled, you want to testify. That's why the evidence of speaking in tongues is a testimony that I did.
So, Jesus, so they're degrees on them 40 days. He tells here doing all these miracle signs and wonders. Then the Bible says he tells them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. So they're waiting for the promise in this upper room. And as they're there in the upper room, they're praying. And the Bible records this way. It says that they're all on one accord. Everybody was in agreement with the sign. They were all in agreement that the promise is coming. Oh, if we had a house that would be on one accord. If we all would agree that there's a sign coming. Watch this. If we all will touch and agree and be on one accord that there's a sign. While they're there, everybody's on one accord. They're one body. The dead has been resurrected. The flesh, the dry bones are now alive. They're lying on and sitting there waiting for charges from the commander. They're waiting for charges from the commander. They're waiting for a sound from the commander. And while they're there on the court, the Bible says, while they were praying, the building shook. And while the building shook, there was a mighty wind come through. And there was tongues of fire above their head. And they all began to speak. Now watch against the promise of God. Because again, they feel the Holy Ghost is not just speaking in tongues. I want to show you something. Watch this. Because the word penty literally means 50. Somebody shout 50. So 50 is the number of the outpouring. But here it is. They have to wait 10 days. 40 days, Jesus to his earth. He leaves, brings on them, goes to be with the Father. 10 days they're in Jerusalem. Waiting on the promise. Ten is the number of completion of order. It is the biblical number of completion of order. So ten days they get in order. They get in order. They get in order. They line it up. They line it up. They line it up. They line. They line it up in order. Watch this. I'm not trying to go my own way. I'm not trying to do my own thing. I want to stay in line. They were lining up in completion, in order. And while everybody was on one accord, looking in one direction, waiting on one sound. They all were looking in the same direction. Listening for the same thing. One sound. And when everybody got complete in order, the building shook. And the spirit fell. Now watch. Here's the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father was yesterday there. The promise of the Father was, he says that I'm going to send one a son into the earth. He's going to be birthed into the earth around. Watch this. And lift my head up. Because we missed the promise. Tell your neighbor, don't miss the promise. Here it is, watch this. In Isaiah chapter number 11, read us the promise. And I'm closing on this. He said, A shoot will come from the stump of Jesse, from his root to branch will bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord 
upon him. Watch this. Here it is. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. That is the promise of God to watch on the day of Pentecost when the spirit of God fell and rested on them. You know what rested on them? Wisdom. And understanding. You know what rested upon them? The spirit of counsel. The one translation says power. That's what God wants to do. Empower you with his spirit. Why? Right? So that you can have wisdom. Oh, y'all read what I'm reading. So that you can have wisdom, understanding, and the spirit of counsel and might, to have the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Watch this. You cannot approach spiritual things with a carnal mind. So God says, I need you to be in the spirit. I need you empowered in the spirit. Because there's some spiritual things that your natural mind cannot understand. Jesus. Just on the day, as on the day of Pentecost, 
you've set the foundation. Father, set the foundation of their very cause, of their ideologies, of their theologies, the erroneous teachings that they receive. Shake the core of that foundation. Break it up, oh God. Now in the name of Jesus. That those, oh God, who are without, let them have it today. Let them feel to an overflow of the power of your spirit, God. We bind every purpose in the now. There will come the block of the halfway. There will come the flow of our lives that we made receive the promise of which you have promised us. Let us receive, let us receive. That's you today. You have been filled. There is no judgment, no condemnation. This is now a time of celebration for what God is going to do in your life. That's you today. You want to be filled with the head right now. The head all the That's you today. That's you today. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. I think that's others say, I see you. I see you. I see you. Come on, get real with God today. He knows I see you. Any others today? Come on, look at him, look at him. Look at him, that's true. Come on, any others, any others. Thank you, Father. Now, get speedily, get out to see, run up to one of these. Come on, come on, get a little more. Come on, come on. She's about to feel it. about to feel Come on, take that up. I need some more intercessors up here. Come on. Come on. Oh, 
Any others today who say, today is the day I'm connecting, I'm connecting. Any others? Any others? Amen. And amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you would. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you online, thank you for tuning in. You also can uh, text the word join the 225-361-2016. If you felt led in the spirit of God to connect with us here at Elevate Church, just text the word join to that number. 225-361-2016. Amen. Can we celebrate the Lord for his journey? Amen. You bless the Lord. Come to the Come on. As we remain standing, as we make way for our 1115 service, they're already coming in for our 1115 service. I would ask if you would do me a favor uh, for those of you who are in the sanctuary now, if you are part of the 915 service, I would ask that you would exit from the doors on our right, your left on this side, on the left, your right on this side. For all of our first time, second time, our recurring guests, I'll be at the I would love to shake your hand, meet you, and bring you upon your exit. We speak God's blessings upon your life. Father, now in the name of Jesus, as we depart from this place, we depart from your presence. I pray, God, that your spirit will touch mind in each and every person. Now, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Shout out to the Lord. The Lord God, clap your hands. And give God the praise. My, my, my. I
can find the Bible and say hallelujah. Amen. Copy Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 13, as well as the book of Ezekiel, Old Testament, chapter number 37. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, is where we begin. Then we'll jump over to Ezekiel, chapter number 37. Once you have it, stand to your feet, or if you look, you stand to your feet if you would. Into the body. 
of one. Somebody shout one. One. I'm going to read that again. And every time I get to the word one, I want you to count the number of ones that you hear that occurs in this text. It says, for by one spirit, shout one. One. We are all baptized into one. Two. Body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, we have been all made to drink into one spirit. Three. Three times. It says one. Three times, one spirit for one body. Three times. He, he sits down three into one. Woo. He's one of a sudden in the Holy Ghost, but he's he's one. Yeah. Somebody shout one. One. And he says we all have been baptized into one body. One body. Jesus. One. Look at your name and say we are one. We are one. Look at each other and say, we are one. We are one. All right, just go ahead and get it real political. I don't care what color you are, white or black, we're one. Amen. Look at each other and say, I don't care what color you are, we're one. I don't care what color you are, we're one. Look at each other and say, I don't care where you're from, we're one. I don't care where you're from, you're one. You can be from Burger Station, you can be from Butter Bill Pine, I don't care if you're one. You can be from Taylor, State, or Scotland, we're one. You can be from the dirty, dirty South, I don't care, we are one. About the Arab. You can be from the country club. Yet we are still. You can be from wherever you're from. Here it is. In the book of Ezekiel, I want you to catch this before you see it. Ezekiel chapter number one. It's what the word of the Lord says to us. Ezekiel chapter number one. And the hand of the Lord was upon me. He carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he sent me down in the midst of the pattern. Which was full of bones. Yeah, yeah. Full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them around about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley. And oh, they were very dry. Not only were there many, but they were dry. Look at you for a second, see, you look thirsty. You look You look thirsty. I kind of know in the hood that has a different connotation. Amen. 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 I look a lot thirsty. Three of them. Yeah, you can drink, come with them. Believe it, sure. Hallelujah. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord God, you know it. Uh, verse number four. And I got to see, I think, again. And again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Tell you that you shall live. Verse number six, and I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring of flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live. And ye shall know. 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 God wants you to do more than live, but he wants you to know. He said, and ye shall live, and ye shall know what? That I am the Lord. 
a noise. One translation says, and there was a sound as I prophesied. And behold, a shaky and the bones came together. The knee bones connected to the ankle bone. Bones begin to connect together. The hip bone to the thigh bone. The bones begin to connect one with another. And as the shaking, the bones came together. And I watched this bone to his bones. Bones begin to connect, coming together. Bones begin to connect and come together. Come on, do me a favor, lay on the bone next to you right there. And then have your bone with your bone, all flesh with your flesh, but lay on that bone for a second. Because I need you and you need me. Well, come on, lay on that bone real quick. And then what's this? And then he says, he says that as these bones came together, he said unto them, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy, son of men, say to the wind that said the Lord God, come from the four winds, O green, and breath upon these slain, that they may live. Let us pray right now. We thank you, God, for the breath, the Numah. We thank you, O oh God, for the Ruah being breathed into these dry bones even now. Father, now I prophesy to every dry bone in this house. You shall live and not die. And declare the Lord. Lord, I prophesy now to the dry bones and say you shall live and know that God is God and there is no God. You shall live and you shall know. I prophesy to the four winds come from the heavens and free the breath of life into every dead thing that it may come alive now in Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody shout amen? Shout again amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to lay a foundation and correct some things as we build forward, take more of an approach as we go into the word of God on this evening. I want to build a healthy foundation because we've got to break up some things to build some things. So I'm going to tear you down and build you back up on today. So if I step on your toe, just say ouch. Yeah, step on it Just remember that when I come your way, just step on it and say ouch. And hear this, Jesus did not come to fix you, he came to fill you. I'll repeat that again, Jesus did not come to fix you, he came to fill you. And hear this, he didn't come to give you behavior modification. He didn't come to change your behavior. Well, why he did not come to change your behavior? Because if he changed your behavior, your behavior alone, then you would be now subject to someone else coming to convince you that your behavior was right even though it was wrong. Oh, come on, man. You know, you know, herb come from the ground. If God didn't want us to smoke it, he wouldn't have grown it. I've said that you ever smoke a little, little bit and you decide to quit and then your boy come and say hey man listen 
You know it's from the ground, man. Y'all don't want to... He, he wouldn't put it in the ground. Y'all made and, dirt. And up the dirt don't hurt. Nice push forward. And, you know, God gave us a woman. And she's beautiful in all her ways. So it's okay for me to look and to gaze upon all the beauty that the Lord has created. All of them. That's called us, by the way. <laughs> but, but, but if he only came to fix your behavior, then someone will come and try to tweak your behavior. So he didn't come to fix you. He came to feel you. Because he knew if I could feel you with my spirit, then your walk would be right. Your talk would be right. Your eyes would look right. Your hands would do right. Your mouth would speak well. Why? Because it's not about your behavior modification. It's about the spirit of the living God leading, guiding, and directing you. And if you allow the spirit of God to direct you, then you got to worry about this stanky flesh that you wake up in every day. Here's the thing. Think about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We have been taught that the Holy Spirit it's only for a few and for some. I know you're in the house. I can hear you in the spirit. We have been taught that the Holy Spirit or the feeling of the Holy Spirit is only about us speaking in tongues. But it's much, much more. Tell you, it's more than that. But your teaching has taught you differently. Question for you. Do you believe your Bible? Yes. Do you believe in God? Yep. Do you believe his word is true? Yes. And without did you, did, do you believe that Jesus walked on the water? Of course. Do you believe he was born of a virgin? That too. Do you believe he was crucified? Yep. Do you believe that he died and resurrected? Yes. Do you believe all that, don't you? Right. Then you ought to believe that God has sent his promise to you in the form of a spirit. Right. Well, we have a hard time with that we have a hard time grasping the fact that God wants to come down and live in you in spirit form in your body. But Galatians tells us in chapter number two, it says, no longer I that live it, but Christ that lives within me. It comes to live in you and through you by the Holy Spirit. But we have been taught that the Holy Spirit only comes for us to have a stammering tongue. Uh, 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 uh. Amen. But some of you are filled with the Spirit of God and you speak in tongues, but your heart is filled with darkness. Jesus. I'm coming down your road, just watch your toe. Some of y'all speak in tongues, but you can't speak to your neighbor. Some of you speak in tongues well, but you can't say things of blessings upon your family. So the Holy Spirit is more than you speaking in tongues. Amen. Or you with me so far? So let's go to work. We're starting the sermon series on worship and warfare, and I'm going to dovetail off of that because it is warfare when you're dealing with a topic and a subject like this because I have to break down within you some religious teachings and spirits that have rose up on the inside of me that's going to fight me today. But I'm ready for war. And just in case you decide to get out of the spirit and you decide to go in the flesh, Ooh, I'm ready. Amen. Hey, Pastor. 
Knock if you knock if you buck. So a couple of things we want to cover today. Number one, number one, we want to cover today, uh, and I hope to get into your spirit. Uh, number one is is uh, what does the baptism of the Holy Spirit means? What does the baptism of the Holy Spirit mean? Take more of an expository uh, look today uh, as we go through the scriptures. Dig deep today. So what does the baptism of the Holy Spirit mean? And number two, I hope that we cover today is uh, who can be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Because like I said earlier, uh, our teaching has taught us that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for everybody. That everybody can be baptized. My question to you today, who told you that? And how did you get to that place? That everybody can't be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if it is so, who decided that you were the one that could not be filled? Who told you specifically you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit? And if that was someone other than the Spirit of God, then you're in here. Oh, I told you really fight today. Okay? Because here's the thing. If everybody cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of tongues, if everybody can, then where do you fall in that spectrum? Because if it's a gift from God and a promise from God, if it's from God, why would you not want it? And even, let's go there, even if you're the one, why can you be the one to say, well, God, I still desire it. And let God tell you, well, it's not for you, child. I got something else. Oh, y'all hear me? So who told you? Why do you believe that? And how did you get to that belief? Because if it wasn't from God, then it's not of God. So if you're here today, you sit in your seat. And you're not filled with the Spirit of God. God wants you to be filled. Yes. Yes. I wish I did Because it's a promise from Him. And just like with every gift, the gift has to be received. With every promise that God has for you, God says, I promise it to you. It's yay and amen. So if it's yay and amen, it is so it's settled, then you ought to receive it. Amen. So if God has it for me, somebody shall not want it. Okay. So let's look at a couple things as we go forward. So so I found this in, and I've read it hundreds of millions of times, I would imagine, and it, it really didn't dawn on, on me until I started studying this thing again. And then in Acts chapter number 19, verse number one. Acts 19 and verse number one. It says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples. Do you know what a disciple is? A disciple is a follower of Christ, but not just a follower of Christ, but one who subscribes to his teachings. One who believes what he taught to be true. Are you hearing me? So these were people who Paul come across, they were believers, people who understood the scriptures of what Jesus was teaching, but not only did they hear them, but they received them and believed them. And Paul, when he came upon these people, it, it was some disciples, and he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Hmm. 
God. Wait a minute. I'm a believer and I didn't receive the Holy Spirit. Yep. I'm a follower of Jesus. And somebody had to ask me, have you been filled? I'm a follower. Subscribing to this teaching. And someone had to ask me, are you filled? Yeah. With the Spirit. Come on. When you watch this, believe. You know what the answer was? The answer no. We haven't heard that there was a Holy Spirit. You know it's possible for you to believe and not yet have received. Oh, I know you're in the room right now. There's some of you right now, you believe, but you have to see. That's why we've got to break it down today because before you depart from this place, I believe the Spirit of God wants to feel you yes. to overflow, that you will not leave this place without receiving what God has for you. So he said, they said, no, we're not. We hadn't even heard that there was even a Holy Spirit. And Paul, watch this, he said, uh, so then uh, what baptism have you received? They said, John's baptism, they replied, John's baptism was a baptism of water, but it's also the baptism of repentance. In other words, to repent of your sin. You may have heard this before. Uh, when you repent of your sins, you got to do a 360. Uh, How crazy is that? Because if I repent of my sins, I have to do a 360. It brings me right back to the same how was that? You ever heard this? It, to repent means you make a U-turn. Really, like a 180. So I'm going this way and I go this way. Have you heard that before? You got you to gotta turn from your sins. Have you heard that before? Now, now watch what happens is, is, is I'm going this way sinning. And I repent of my sins and I make a U-turn. But I'm still sinning just in another direction. Come on. Maybe I'm fornicating with Jane and I repent. But now I start fornicating with Sue. Uh oh. I made a U turn. Uh oh. I, I, I was drinking Jack Daniels. Oh no. And I said, oh, this is that little bill for my life. And I turned that stuff into Taco Vodka. I'm going to say that's the decision you make, right? You and and so, so repentance is not a U turn. Here is the, 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 the crutch and the truth of repentance. Repentance uh, is a, a Greek word, metateno, which means to change one's thoughts. Come on. So when you repent, you got to change your thought. So the thing that you thought was right that you know now is wrong, you got to change your thought. So in other words, I know the thing I was doing is not the thing I'm supposed to be doing, so I change my thoughts. But not only just change my thought, but I also have to change my intent. Come on, sir. Jesus. What is my intent? In other words, the thing that I used to do that was wrong, I now have to correct and do it right. So if I was a thief in this direction, I must be a giver in this direction. I repent. If I hate you in this direction, I gotta love you in this direction. Because I repented of my sin. And my intent is no longer to hate you but to love you. So I gotta repent, baby. Gotta repent. And this repentance is not just word alone, yeah. but it's an action and 
sir. I, I got to change my intent now. And he says this to these disciples. He said, you receive Paul's or John's baptism. The baptism of repentance. Mm. Yeah. He said, but there's something else. Here you go. Something greater. Because it's not enough just for you to repent of your sins. I need you to feel. Wow. That's good. He said this of John the Baptist. John said that I baptize you in water. But there's one coming far greater than I am. One who I cannot even hold his joints in my hands. (laughs) I can't hold his microphone. (laughs) Uh, his sandals, I'm not even worthy to baptize. And he's coming to baptize you, not only in water, but he's coming to baptize you in fire and the Holy Ghost. I got one who is far greater. This sprinkling of the water, this dipping in the water is one thing to wash you, but now you are washed. I need you. Bill! Because it's the
know who you are, my presence. Take my shoes off. I know you CEO of the company, but in this house, yeah, take your shoes off. Please, sir. So he tells Moses, 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 Moses,
Jesus, after he resurrected, 40 days, he tours the times, showing everyone he is resurrected, his resurrected body. The, the theologian Josephus, he, he records that in those 40 days, Jesus shows himself to over 500 people, his resurrected body. 500 witnesses saw Jesus. He comes to his disciples. He shows them his scars. He shows them the nail pierced hands. He shows them the spear in the side. He shows them where the thorns pierce his brow. He shows them where the nails pierce his feet. And he looks in the sky. Wow, you are alive. Yeah. You know the very next thing Jesus does? The Bible says he breathes upon them. He grew up. Now there's a Greek word. Same word. It is pneuma. It is where we get our medical terminology now. Pneumonia. Pneuma breathe. Pneumonia can't breathe. Pneuma. God breathe. Pneumonia, I can't breathe. And watch this, it is Satan's trick to keep you from. Because he knows if you can get the breath of God, then you can hear the voice of God. And if you hear the voice of God, then you're subject to repeat what you heard about this day. So what he does is he blocks your ears, like some of you right now. You're trying to block this message out, and it's just Satan trying to keep you from hearing. Because what you hear, eventually you repeat Yes, Lord. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by word of mouth. So Satan don't want you to hear. Yeah. Because there's a little gossip in all of us. Yes, Lord. And when you hear some good juicy news, you yeah. sell it to repeat it. Yeah, what you say? So when you hear the good news, juicy news you're bound to repeat it. You are subject to repeat it. <laughs> you know what this word, new one? And what it means? It means to testify. The Spirit of God and a testimony. So when you're filled with the Spirit of God, you are to testify of your infield. And you know what is a testimony of your infield? It's the fact that you have been filled so much so yes. that you just can't even speak it out loud in natural work. It shows. It just shows. You've been filled with so much. And have you ever been so nervous about saying the thing that you couldn't get your words together? And you're just like, uh, 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 say it, boy. Uh, 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 come on, Timmy. Talk, Timmy. Uh, uh, uh. That's what the Holy Ghost does. Fills you to a point where you can barely even, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Now watch, use the truth of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. 
Is it better to give me truth? Somebody shall give me truth. We want that truth. Somebody shall I believe the truth. So somebody shall give me the truth. Because you can't approach spiritual things with the carnal mind. So here's the truth about the filling of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us, I believe it's in Isaiah. Go to Isaiah. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, it gives us the promise that God wants to give us. And then Isaiah, uh, the Bible records this. It, 11 and 2. Isaiah, yes, chapter number 11, verse number 1. It says, a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. Oh, wow. The Spirit of God, go back. I'm taking The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. One translation said, and of power. It's my shout power. Power. And it says, and the counsel and of might. And the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Ooh. See, the Holy Spirit, when you're in fear, is more than you being speaking in tongues. God wants to fill you with his spirit. Watch this. So that you have the spirit of wisdom. And then yeah. Thank you, Lord. God wants to fill you with the Spirit so that you can have counsel and power. That's why when they came down from the upper room, these men looked at Peter there at 9 o'clock in the morning and said, You are drunk. Yeah. They also said, Who are these unlearned men? Yeah. Now, how can some unlearned high school dropouts, some no good nobodies, be able to bring such wisdom? You know how? Yeah. It's not as crazy as a grown man 
Yeah. He was probably yeah. about 150 pounds minimum walking yeah. on water. What else? It's not as crazy as a little boy with two fish and five yeah. bowls who catered a, a meal that fed 5,000. What else? I mean, what? So, so you telling me if God is able to do those things? He's able to take three boys, put them in the fire, and they walk out the fire without a half seat from the head. That's crazy. So you tell me if God can do that? It has crazy as a man leaving pump on the cross, dying, and three days later getting back up. You talk about crazy, as crazy as that may sound. You tell me God can put his spirit in your body yeah. and hold your tongue to speak the way the spirit of God will have to speak. You crazy. If you think anything else up, you're so crazy. And on the table. Oh, we say Philippians all the time. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened me. So you tell me you can't speak in another language? You're crazy. It only applies to what you think it applies to. Yeah. Well, you hear me? God wants you to feel. Because there's a sound. It's the same sound as I can. That Ezekiel heard in the valley of dry bones. It's the same sound that God uttered in Genesis chapter 1 when his spirit hovered over the face of the deep. And God said, Let there be light. There was a sound. There was a sound. It's the same sound on the day of Pentecost that flowed through the house. God is trying to restore sound. Expecting the same thing. Come on. A sound. 
The Bible says at that point when they were all in order, on one accord, praying together. Yeah. Watch this praying the same prayer. Yeah. God sent us your promise. You know what Jesus told them after he freed them there? He said, Now go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the promise the Father gave. So here it is, watch this. 40 days Jesus is touring the town. He breathes on them and he's ascended into the presence of the Lord to be seated at the right hand of the Father. And he says, go to Jerusalem before. That's the last instruction he gives them. Go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. 50 days. 10 days later. 10 days later. They're in the upper room. 50. The number 50. It says pit pit is literally the number 50. Watch this. The Passover lamb on the 10th day of the first month was selected. 10 days. The Passover lamb was selected. 10 days. Jesus' Passover lamb. 10 days of the seventh month was the day of atonement. Ten days. So they're waiting ten days in this ten-day cycle. They're waiting. The Passover lamb has already been slain. Their sins have been forgiven. The baptism of John, I missed it. The baptism of repentance is set. Ten days. They come to the revelation, the knowledge, and the understanding that my sins have been forgiven. Yeah. Today. Now they're all praying. What are they praying for? What are they praying for? Six. A promise. What you praying for? What you praying for? What you praying for? Shout it out. The they're all praying for the promise together. <laughs> in one place. Oh, if we had a house that would come on one accord, that would learn to pray for the same thing. In the same place. If we will all come together and link our faith with our neighbor's faith, not to pray for my new house, my new car, my new boot, my new bay. No, if we come together and pray on one accord for what the kingdom of God and God's will be done in earth, on earth, as it is in if we all come together one agreement. Yeah. And we all will listen to that one sign. The Bible says at the moment that happens, they all came in agreement. They were all feet. Now watch this. The Bible records that of that 120 people that were in that upper room. Oh, can I insert something right there before I close? Yeah. He showed himself to 500, but only 120 showed up. Oh, Jesus. He had 500 witnesses of his resurrection. And I'm sure he invited them to come. Up on the 120 showed up. 12%. And of that 120, Mary was there. Oh, come on, ladies. Mary got filled with the Spirit of God. She is the only woman on the face of the earth that got filled with the Holy Spirit twice. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. When the angel came to Mary and said, Mary, you're going to have a child. And that child's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost.
pregnant, Mary went to the upper room and got filled the second time. She's the only one that got to carry her baby twice. She got fooled twice. So watch this. We feel the spirit is a testimony. So when you said God gave her a double portion. And when did she be testifying? So if you feel the spirit and you can testify, then that religious spirit says that you can't preach is a demon from the pits of hell. And if they tell you you're a woman and you can't testify of the gospel of Jesus Christ, then the devil is a liar because to be filled is to testify. And if I got my Holy Spirit on the inside of me, I should be testifying for God. Yes. Yes. So ladies, you're filled to testify. You know what a testimony is? It's the same as to preach. It's to declare the glory in the kingdom of God. So every time you, well, I ain't no preacher. You're thinking about a position and a title. Every time you testify to somebody, you preach it. Every time you testify to somebody about what God has done in your life, you are preaching. The word preach is to herald or to proclaim. So every time you proclaim that God is good, you are preaching, sir. Every time that you say God is mighty, you are preaching, man. So if the devil tells you, yes, I call him a devil, call denominational ideology and theology. When the devil tells you, oh, you're a woman and you got to sit down and shut up, then the devil is alive because you want to testify. Father, now in the name of Jesus, Jesus for every empty vessel that needs to be filled in this 
I pray that from heaven will rain down, Lord God, your presence inside of these enemies. Fill them to overflow. Now give them a testimony of your might and your power. Do it now in the name of Jesus. If you're here today and you've never been filled with the Spirit of God, the evidence of speaking in tongues, this moment is you. Would you raise your hand in the air? Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. I see you, ma'am. I see you, ma'am. I believe there's others today. You're here today. And you will say, that's me. I don't have the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the evidence. And that's, I see you. I believe there's others today. There's others today. There's others today. Come on, slay the giant. Yes, sir. Even the little kids. Slay the giant today in your life. Because you're going to need this power. You're going to need this wisdom. You're going to need this understanding. You're going to need this knowledge because there's some things you're going to face without the Spirit of God that your natural eyes cannot handle. Your natural mind cannot conceive. And you need the Spirit of God to fill you up to handle the demon that's coming your way. That's you today. So any others, any others today, any others today, now that you have responded in word, I need you to respond in action. Would you come? Would you come? Stand to your feet. Would you come? Would you come? I think that's others. You can lift your hand and come. Don't miss this moment. Come. 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 I need some more intercession. Come. I think that's others.
the glory, the honor, the blessings. Lord, we bless your presence that lives in this place. Lord, we magnify you. We love you. I surrender all to you. Have your way Yeah. 
is going to show you in the Bible. So if you hear today, the part of this age, so you know today, thanks for putting it right before him, but thanks for the day. Would you lift your hand right fast? Thank you today for the great states of some decisions, not some things, not for me as it loves you. God loves me. When the Spirit of the Lord showed me when I was praying with the young lady, and this is what God told me. He said, Her tears don't compare to the pool of, the pool of blood that he shared. Young teens, they can cry over the things and the things you messed up and the decisions you made. They don't compare to the pool of blood that was shed for you. God loves you that much. You cried over spilled milk. He, he shed blood. You don't compare. That's you today. You want yourself Christ. You got one. Love me another. Love me another. Love me another. Father, we thank you. God bless you. God will give you the glory. There is some intercession. Great decision. And your heart. We believe God. Amen. I see you. If you don't have a church home and you felt the spirit of God drawing you to connect you to dance to the connection, you don't have a church home, but you felt God drawing you to elevate church to be a part of this house, if that's you today, would you look in here? Amen.